Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm your host, KJ, and welcome to Catalyst Conversation with yours truly. Today's episode is my launch of joining the conversation about the state of affairs of my home country of Bermuda. Rural or small communities around the world are experiencing a knowledge drain, social and economic struggles, and the scariest one of all, out-migration of their youth. So today's episode, I sit down with a fellow young Bermudian and talk about why we left the island and what we want to do to give back to it. I would also like to note that Kyla's conversation is taking a break until June 1st. We are busy preparing for season two of our podcast, giving our website a facelift, adding some cool features, and overall placing the foundation to build a successful podcast for the future. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thems and theys, I would like to welcome Amina to our show. back with another episode here and I had to venture up to see a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I have Amina here all, coming all the way from the Isles of Bermuda mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as she smiles and laughs at that. But um, I really want to have this conversation surrounding talking about the state of state of Bermuda from a youth perspective, especially coming from someone who like like myself, you know, have a have a policy background and really have a, a chance to take a, a step back, you know, being away from the island for quite some time and seeing the island from, I guess, from like an outside point of view looking in. So just want to talk about the state of the island and let's really just have like some candid conversations about Bermuda. Are you ready to have that combo? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so, look. Little contact. So, like, you, what are you studying now at Mount A? I am a Bachelor of Arts Religious Studies major and Women's and Gender Studies minor. Okay, okay. So, what made you decide to come to Mount A? Honestly, an recruiter named Curtis Aquiles. <laughs> he came to see the British recruits from okay. Mount Allison and um, the the tuition mm-hmm. looked good. Okay. From Bermuda dollar to a Canadian dollar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So, it looked good and stuff like that. So, like, you moved over. Um, and you were, like, very... So, like, we were in youth parliament together. We were on student government together. And I, I love your arc that you have going in. Like, you were, you were very... You were leaning more to the conservative side in youth parliament in Bermuda days. And then... You came over here, and then your position did a little flip on me, and you literally did a flip. So, like, walk me through that process of your flip. Um, I think being in Bermuda, I had more of a close-minded perspective on just life in general, Mm -hmm. um, and coming to Canada to a liberal arts university, um, and sharing experiences and knowledges with people all here that have a much broader perspective on life. Mm-hmm. I think I was able to see things differently. Um, I was no longer in an island where I felt like I was going to be judged because of my my thoughts and my opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I'm now at a university where they openly accept any and everybody and whatever way you think is fine as long as it's respectful to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that flip was just me going from small-minded place to an open-minded place. There you go. And I use that term open-minded loosely a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, no, that's all jokes aside. But, yeah, like, that's something that, like, so 
why do you think Bermuda has such a closed mind? Because like this is something that I try to grapple with where on some things the island is progressive. Like, you know, we do, a, like when it comes to business and stuff like that, like the island's very um, forward thinking and really have a sense of strategic foresight in, you know, just shaking the system up. But when it comes to social issues, it feels like we're just like 10 steps back. Yeah. I feel like we're stuck in tradition. And like the saying of um, small island mentality, I think that actually affects Bermudians a lot. Because I mean, I'm in Sackville, it's also a small place, very small place. So, but the mindsets are different here, um, more open. But um, yeah, I think in Bermuda, when it comes to social concepts and stuff like that, we're just a little bit slow on getting on the, the, the train with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's because we were, we like tradition, like we like the we like staying in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, if it worked, if it worked then, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we can see as a people that a lot of things are changing now. That a lot of things um, that people couldn't say back then, like they can say now. Mm-hmm. Um, people are free to be whoever they want to be these days. Yeah. Right. So I think for me, it's just. Slow. <laughs> No, no, I hear that. I, and I'm trying to figure out how, like, young people in particular could break out that break out the noise because I do feel, because I, I I I make comparison to, um, the black movement that happened in Bermuda, like where uh, a bunch of young um, black folks, you know, went away to university, got educated, and came back, and really, you know. Uh, really moved the needle in trying to like provide uh, like better rights and services for blacks in the island. And I feel like we're now going into a new wave where, um, you know, you do have like that second generation of like educated black folks. Um, you got educated like you know Portuguese folks. You have educated like you know our like individuals from the island who are from Asian descent. You got all these folks who are first generation. Uh, educated and they they're having like this awakening and they're trying to come back to the island or they want to come back to the island but there's so many barriers that stops them um, I'm trying to figure out like how like how can we as young people break through that noise in, in order to um, start moving the needle I think we just need to keep um, pressing like we just need to keep speaking up we just need to keep fighting against um, systematic oppression and things like that because it's easy to say, okay, I'm going to be to get an education and then I'm going to come back and work because realistically it's tough to find a job in Bermuda. Um, and as much as we come, while well, we go to like the UK and US and Canada um, to get educated and then like a lot of us are in leadership roles, especially at my school, a lot of Bermudians are in leadership roles. And then we go back, and then we're kind of told, but you don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? So take a back seat. But I think there's room for us to just keep pressing against that and to keep saying, no, like, we live here too. Like, we're going to occupy our space, and either you're going to get on board or not. Like, because I think our generation, thankfully, is a, a, a lot stronger than I felt it was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure that there was no hope in my generation. Um, but now, when I see my peers and stuff graduating from 
schools like Spelman, mm-hmm. and being the number one undergraduate school in Canada, um, and, and getting these law degrees and getting um, passing the bar exam at young ages, like we can do things that um, the generations before us haven't done. And I think that's just because um, we're starting to realize that this is our island as well, mm-hmm. um, and that if we want to see, see change, we have to be that change. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we just need to keep fighting. Yeah, no, you got a good point there. Um, especially with, when it comes to uh, blatant ageism that the island does have. Like, I remember, um, like I, I was speaking with someone about uh, just policy in general, and someone literally said that, like, you, oh, you're a kid, you'll know what you're talking about. And I'm just like, oh, I, I think I, I know a thing or two about, like, this this particular talk. We were talking about education. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I live, breathe, and and... and live breathe education on a daily basis i, I think i, I have a, a understanding there but you do put up a good point there where this is like the perk of social media i feel is like i, I see everyone that i went high school with like they they on their own social media they're showcasing what they're doing and like uh, in in context of like seabridge in particular um our, our old school there like i see a lot of folks who are like doing a lot of cool stuff especially from public school system who are really pushing the needle around the world and just a little context about like the public school system because like we like everyone always talks about you know seabridge in particular being like a, a bad school and you know it doesn't produce excellence when like i i've seen like, like there's goods and bads to the situation that Seabridge has, but like I, I do see the value of some of the things that that Seabridge instilled in students. What do you think about good old Cedar Bridge? Uh, well, I mean, I love Cedar Bridge. I, uh, I I struggled through high school a bit just because of personal issues, um, but I was telling KJ before we started that I feel like uh, Cedar Bridge made me who I am today, like in terms of leadership and stuff like that. Um, I think that you learn a lot of social and emotional skills in public school that you don't learn or you don't really got a grasp on in uh, private school. Um, I feel like uh, in public school, you experience different things. And I, ha- I have friends that, that went to public school um, and they explained that like it's very academically motivated. And uh, I feel Cedar Bridge is academically motivated as well, but you also learn life skills which are, I feel like, equally as important because if you don't know how to live in the world, then academics doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, Cedar Bridge, uh, especially their arts, mm-hmm. um, their art program, um, Cedar Bridge is known for it. So I feel like using the arts as well, because a lot of the mediums are artistic, mm-hmm. um, kind of made Cedar Bridge a better experience for me. Yeah, no, I, uh, I very much like the fusion that, so ideally, when Seabridge was created, it was supposed to be that that cluster of like building up the arts, building up the trades, building up academics, all in the same same go, and it kind of it kind of fell down the wayside with the 150 ministers of education that the island had. <laughs> but um, I, I do I do agree with you on the point where like. I'm now realizing the fact that I do have my leadership qualities definitely come from Seabridge, in particular, Miss um, Kalmar Richards for, for that. Um, yeah, like I, I very much remember her really just instilling excellence in everyone, regardless of like what type of situation you were in, 
really pushing people to to try better and do better and have like a sense of having a sense of pride for your school but also having like a sense of pride for your country like i feel like i've become i've come full circle in wanting to start talking about bermuda issues simply because you know we're seabridge's excellence with wait no we're seabridge's academy we're actually valued we cultivate bermuda's achievers yes um like that that motto in my head still lingers of me rolling my eyes at the end of the day being like why do i have to say this creed and i see now when i talk to other folks where i'm constantly talking about this excellence thing and um, i always talk about like having civic pride and i'm like well, where is this coming from and I realized for four years of my life i have to say it every day no and uh it's, it's cray cray so when you look at the so like i have some issues written down here when, like i look at housing i look at employment social issues racial divide economic divide um which all leads into independence for bermuda <laughs> and like you you hear like i'm very much a, a observer so like I, I i see both sides i hear when people say i want bermuda to be independent right I, I see where that comes from when you where you don't have um, the emotional intelligence I feel to break away from you know systemic issues where you you don't you you see a wall and you you don't have the the chance to see that you know Bermuda is in my opinion a country and a nation uh, the legal aspect of things is a technicality like you know uh, like we like I always constantly hear about we need to develop our, our national pride and that happens when you get some independence however I, I, I disagree with that yeah. I disagree as well I mean I feel like a lot of countries their main goal is to declare their independence to say we can stand by ourselves but I think there is also something cool and interesting about knowing that you're a part um, of a community um, in terms of like different countries and stuff mm -hmm. that you can rely on um, other countries and stuff in, in time of need. Um, I do think, I think Bermuda is just really, and I'm going to take it to a financial point of view now, it's just really expensive now. Mm -hmm. So I can't even imagine what that's going to be like if we, if, independence does happen um but i i don't think that bermuda is any less of a strong country or is not a strong country because we're not independent technically mm -hmm. like you said because i don't think i do think agree with you that um you said independence is just a technical yeah um yeah so i i i i would disagree that bermuda needs to be independent right now yeah but i think that that's you know, you always want to achieve mm -hmm. to be to be better. So I think independence can be like in view, mm -hmm. um, but not let's not ignore that Bermudians are struggling to live there as well. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and like that's that's the point where I'm at. Where, um, like I would love to like I would love to see you know Bermuda independent. I would love to see us you know standing at United Nations and doing our thing you know as a as a as a country. However understanding the the dynamics of what the country is like you know a lot of people are living outside of bermuda mm -hmm. and you know the reason why they're able to live a life of luxury outside of bermuda is because of this gray zone that we're in um it, within our, our legal status so it 
it's trying to articulate that to folks who because I, I, re- I remember when they did the the independence um panel for example where you had a lot of folks talking about like the pride and you know we gotta develop our own in order to you know provide more wealth and more equality for folks but I, ne- I did not hear anything about, you know, our students, um, our people who have moved away and have started lives outside the island. Why, why do you think there's like a big disconnect between individuals who, who feel that we should go independent and people who are outside of the country and really see, you know, the benefits of our, our legal status? I think I, I believe it's heavily between um, people who feels it. Um, and I say that because Bermuda, Bermudians are a very prideful people. Um, with not saying that Bermuda is a Caribbean <laughs> island, because technically we're not, but most Caribbean islands are, are prideful. Um, that's just that's just like our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can understand why it's a pride thing uh, for most Bermudians that would agree that we need to go independent. Um, and that it shows that we're strong and that we can rely on ourselves. Um, but I think there's a disconnect between the two people, the people that do want independence and the people that aren't, that don't want independence right now or think that we're okay right now. Um, because the people that are saying, okay, independence is what we need, it's what we need, they aren't really looking at. Um, Bermuda has already achieved such great things while mm. not being independent. Like, we've already gone so far as a country yeah. in terms of, like, we've hosted America's Cup. We're about to host Carifta again. Mm-hmm. Like, these things, we're not independent yet, but we're still doing great things. Yeah. Um, like, look at Nikki Wells. Yeah. Like, look at a lot of different artists and, and people that are leaving the country and doing great things. Um, so I think we need to focus more on, um, okay, our island is still doing great things, mm-hmm. but let's try to deal with uh, the the job insecurity and mm-hmm. let's try to deal with issues um, like uh, poverty and violence and crime and stuff like that before we want to tackle a big issue like, like or a big yeah. topic. And I, I feel like it's like this new thing I'm saying like you gotta eat our greens before we could like you know get dessert type right. stuff is we like, can't do all that stuff now yeah. Um, yeah. when we go independent how does that look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like especially especially when like the game violence and mm-hmm. Like I like the big things that like I see. I prefer people to start talking about is like one in particular, gang violence, and mm-hmm. and like how that um, has rippling effects. Uh, I I think of housing issues. Like I, I was like looking at the idea, even thinking about going back home, and a one bedroom apartment is two grand. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> and like and it's it's just uh, un, like all these different type of other things. It's. Uh, um, our education system is heavily politicalized. Um, um, our our political system is he- heavy politicalized. Like you know, you have two parties who, in my opinion, really don't know shit <laughs> in reference to um, to governance. And yeah. uh, I, I do believe that we need more independent uh, MPs or even a third party. But trying to figure out ways in which people could go that way, and it's just like. It keeps me up at night. Yeah, I have a big problem with party politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and me too. Like, like anything needs to be independent. It needs to start with the MPs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and even with the MPs, like I, like I've seen, 
I've seen, I've reached out to at least two or three uh, MPs being like, hey, like you really should, you know, start being a little bit bipartisan ghosting. Um, so it's like, it's, it's understanding like all these things needs to, needs to happen before even like having those type of conversations. So we also, we're also, uh, how can I say this, queer, queer brothers and sisters. <laughs> and um, me trying to explain, because like me being here, like I've had, I, I, I explain like this, being in Bermuda, I felt like it, like I experienced discrimination based on the fact of my sexual orientation, right? right? You know, I did not like football. I hated cricket. I clearly did not display the ideal masculine guy mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up in, you know, Eddie Elliott Primary, Whitney Institute, and Cedar Bridge <laughs> to a, like the 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 best schools that the island has to offer. <laughs> but uh, like so, like being in like being with that and and seeing like having my first taste of discrimination at such such, such a young age, and then moving here where uh, New Brunswick does have its issues when it comes to race issues, especially um, like immigrants and persons of color. And so like I saw both sides of, you know, being discriminated against because of my color, being discriminated against because of, against my sexual orientation. And it's like, I, I don't, like I could, I could say it now, I don't regret it because it's made me one badass motherfucker. <laughs> but um, at the same time is, in the context of being a a black queer person mm-hmm. how has that affected you as a person because like it has for me it has destroyed me i mean i can bermuda is a very like uh, religious place right a uh, christian heavily centered place um so of course discrimination is inevitable especially when people aren't willing um, to think progressively, like they want to just stay stuck in one thought, um, like I was mentioning in the beginning. But I didn't really experience discrimination and those issues mm-hmm. because I actually didn't accept parts of my sexuality until I got to Canada and realized, hey, like I can still be, like God can still love me mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I moved away from the whole religious thing anyway. So I would just consider myself a spiritual person now, but um, like God can still love me and I can still not be attached to sexuality and I can still, like people will still love me and those that don't, don't matter and those that do, I'm happy you're in my corner. Um, But like I said, coming to Canada has just been extremely eye-opening because things like that are more accepted Mm -hmm. here. Obviously, the racism part is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less accepted here, more accepted in Bermuda. Uh, in terms of, like, I was a part of a majority in Bermuda in terms of my race. Mm-hmm. Over here, I'm a part of a minority. Um, but in terms of sexuality, I would say I was a part of a minority, and over here, I'm a part of a majority. Mm-hmm. Um, at least those that are willing to be open. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to because it's your journey. Um, but yeah, I didn't. It didn't. Bermuda didn't destroy me in that in that aspect because, um, like I said, I I took my time mm-hmm. with trying to understand and experience and have conversations with those people that matter. Um, 
But yeah, I feel like I'm happy right now than I've ever been. Yeah. Um, knowing that I can exist in a world, I can just exist and like be okay with my sexuality and not being attached to um, a gender or mm-hmm. orientation, mm-hmm. especially as a women's and gender studies minor. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all, literally all we talk about. <laughs> after learning all I've learned in the past few years about um, uh, sexuality and gender and uh, different social constructs that um, create and reinforce stereotypes, it's just like, really fuck all that. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be who I am, take or leave it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I like it. Yeah. So for for those, because like what's happening now is like what what really warms my heart is like I have people who are in Bermuda who are reaching out, being like, um, I don't know how to get through it. Right. Like you know, it's just like I want to be my authentic self in Bermuda because like I, I would like Bermuda's home. Like you know, like it's it's I feel like I'm very much in uh like a, a forced exile for myself like where i've exiled myself out of like out of respect for my my mental health and ensuring that i'm okay as a person but for those of folks who because i do recognize that's a privilege of being able to to distance myself and be able to move away yeah. not everyone has that privilege to to walk to walk away from the island so for those folks who are, are still on the island and either are struggling with their sexuality or are embracing their sexuality and um and being their authentic self like what type of what what advice would you have for for them or what conversations that the island should have when in reference to like just just showing respect to your fellow country person yeah. i mean a lot of people are going to be surprised by even this conversation mm-hmm. um but i think if I had stayed in Bermuda um, and I had uh, wanted to explore my sexuality and openly um, admit uh, uh, that I would consider myself a part of the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. um, if I had done that in Bermuda, I do think I would have probably um, had some bad mental health experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but advice to people that are still in Bermuda and don't have like the means or resources to distance yourself until you're mentally um, okay enough to live in a place where um, the LGBTQ plus community is oppressed, um, I would say don't feel pressured to um, admit or to come out um, with your sexuality. It's your life. Um, if you feel, No matter what, you're always going to, someone's not going to like everything you do. Like, um, I was heavily involved in the church. Um, I actively fought on the Preserve Marriage campaign. Like, I had a lot of apologizing to do to a lot of people <laughs> that I hurt because of that. Um, but don't feel pressured to do anything that you, you aren't comfortable with or you aren't ready to do. Um, but if you are uh, wanting to be uh, open about it, just live in your truth. And like I said, um, those who like it or those who don't like it, oh wow, fuck them. Um, and those who love you, keep them in your corner because they're the people that are most important. Um, but Bermuda definitely does have um, some sort of support for the people in that community. You're not completely alone, so try to find that support. Yeah, and a lot of them are teachers. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of teachers really, um, really provided me my safe comfort throughout my throughout my time. Um, 
when when I was on the island, and um, yeah, those damn teachers, you gotta respect them. And now we know who is part of the community. You know, I I made the I always make this <laughs> joke, right? So like I'm like I like to be observer. I like to like mm -hmm. sit in the corner and just mind my business. Yeah. Someone should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that that what what I think it's cute how we have like elected officials yeah. who are who are strong community members, yeah. but um, no movement. There, that's that's the leadership where I want to see, but I'm in my business. <laughs> no, no. But like as as we're as we're we're wrapping up here, I do genuinely feel that a youth quake is coming to the island, and oh yeah, it, it, a youth quake's coming, and I see it as like I, I definitely feel in this next election whenever the next election is I, I do feel like we're gonna have more young people running um, I think we're gonna I hopefully I see more independent folks running and I really want to see a youth advocacy organization on the island and really like pushing the needle uh, well, both parties, um, have a youth, um, let me correct myself partner. I would like to see a nonpartisan <laughs> youth well, I would like to see a nonpartisan youth organization that represents all of youth Bermudians. Yeah. Yes, because we, because like I, I must admit, Bermuda is a very diverse island. Yeah. And if I look at the house, it does not show our diversity. No. So, uh, what whatever happens when it comes to youth issues, um, we really, really need to like have everyone at the table. Like I even think about this. We have people who were born in Bermuda, who spent their whole life in Bermuda. They have been through our public school systems. They Everything they know is being on the island, but they're not Bermudian because of our backwards immigration laws. That's the problem. Yeah. That's a whole nother problem. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I know of at least a good solid five friends, and I, everyone has a good solid five friends who who don't have citizenship in their own country that they that they grew up in. I think Bermuda needs um, to just educate her people on what voting means mm. and not just voting because oh, someone told me to vote for this person um, or because they have a bandaid fix to mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. um, because honestly, realistically, people are going to vote party. Yeah. For a part, for one of the two parties, if you vote for that one, not the one. Yeah. Um, realistically, people don't like to vote independent. Um, but I think if we educate people more on voting and the importance of it, and not just voting because someone's telling you to, and being actively involved in politics, well, you don't even have to be actively involved in politics, but just knowing about different legislations and policies and stuff, because politicians don't tell you nasty stuff. They only tell you the pretty stuff because they want you to vote for them and then once they get elected, then you see the nasty stuff and you're like, shit, why did I vote for them? Mm -hmm. Right? So I think we need to do better um, in terms of educating ourselves before we go to the polls. Yeah. Especially like young people, like we really need to do our due diligence in doing research. Like I, like like do the research, understand what these parties are talking about when it comes to politics. Um, understand what policies are happening, understand your legislations, and understand our power. Like, that's the thing that 
um, that I want to see and like absentee voting like I, I really want to see where um, like we need really need our, our young folks who are on the island and outside the island start having these conversations um, you know utilizing social media to our advantage really pushing the needle um, and really conversating so I like to give action items I'm an action item type person what do you think should be the action items to start this youth quake uh, I think one action item needs to be that KJ returns to the U.S. <laughs> and forms this group <laughs> of nonpartisan um, um, youth. Um, but all just aside, I think uh, we need to band together mm-hmm. um, and show unity mm-hmm. um, as youth of Bermuda um, and let our differences kind of sit in the side because mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of drama between mm-hmm. youth of Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, even like not being able, pe- like people in uh, gangs, yeah. and I use that term very loosely, um, not being able to go to certain areas on the island. Um, but most of these people are youth that mm-hmm. actually, if you sit down and have a conversation with them, they know what's going on yeah. and they want to be involved. Yeah. And they, they, like, they see what, what's going on in Bermuda and they have um, informed opinions. Um, but they just don't speak up because it is not cool, yeah. right? So I think we need to just show unity and support each other and um, like actually stay committed, yeah. not just talk about yeah. it, but like be about it. Yeah, because yeah. like they're smart too. Like I, I went up to Seabridge and my mom's a deputy principal up there and she, a group of guys, they got in trouble for this drug trafficking thing, my bubby. And <laughs> my mom was like, just go in there and talk to these guys. And literally talked to these guys for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And one guy, he was like deal, like dealing with their marketing. One guy was dealing with their um, like product distribution and stuff like that. And I was just like telling all of them, I was just like, you just basically started a business here. And like, <laughs> and, and it's just like, but like just using a different type of product could have been like, this could have been like, a group right here starting a business without even going to university yeah. um, and I was like telling them like free services that they could they, then they said like oh you only know this because you went to university mm-hmm. I was just like you could go on Facebook you could go on Google and get yourself a quick certification in these things and be able to like get like start digital marketing expertise and stuff like that so it's like showcase also like this is something that my action item is like telling people like showcasing what like people are learning out here and bringing the knowledge back, yeah. like you know it's you know these big countries like you know they they strive on individuals coming to their to their country and like providing them productivity. Yeah. We really need to do our due diligence in providing this knowledge that we're getting from these countries mm-hmm. and bringing it back to the islands that we're from. And I even like I, some people disagree with it. Like I I know Bermuda is not a physical Caribbean island. But, but a lot. I I very much identify with um, the Caribbean culture, and I do feel the moment the Caribbean culture comes together and starts having these conversations, the more the region as a whole can benefit. So, um, to my Caribbean brothers and sisters down there, start your youth quake too. So, that's that's my that's my five cents. Wanna what do you want to say? Um, I think I said everything I, I, I wanted or planned to say, but if I could add anything, I would just say 
um, like Bermuda is 100% a beautiful place um, and it's not all bad mm-hmm. <laughs> there are there are very good things about Bermuda that I, I appreciate because I wouldn't be who I am today had I not had gotten experiences um, in Bermuda I just think that we need to as a country um, start to appreciate our youth more mm-hmm. um, and see their values because we are practicing well literally um, the leaders of and the greatest creation the island has ever created. <laughs> oh, thank you for talking to me. Ugh. Thanks for talking with me, Amina. Um, as always, folks, like, subscribe, uh, and share. Uh, the Catalyst Conversation has taken a bit of a hiatus because we are working on season two. This is this was an impromptu episode because I really want to do a conversation about the state of my my beautiful island Bermuda so as always peace and love <laughs>